Good morning, everybody. Happy Tu Bishvat. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Samech Ches in Maseches Psachim. But Kalman pointed out, I butchered a little uh, section at the end of Samech Zayin Amid Bez. I'll say it outside. I got turned around a little bit because we, you'll recall we were talking about the different, and we'll still talk a little bit today. Today we have an exciting day. We're gonna, it's going to go down to in, in levels of Tumal, almost to like the 49th level of Tumal. We'll talk about Balkari and then Baal Nida, and then all of a sudden talk about Olam Haba. So it's going to be the little whiplash, so I, I'll give you a heads up. A lot of uh, Agarita's the source for Olam Haba. Okay. Tchias Amesim, etc. Now, but before we get to that, so we talked about the different levels Right of the zav, the the mitzora in, in increasing intensity, it's the tamei mace, right? So the way the gemara expresses it is, how many machanes are you being expelled from? Are you being distanced? So we'll start from the inside out, okay? So the inside is the machane shechina. If you're a tamei mace, you're going to get kicked out of that, and then the machane levia. If you're a zav, you're going to get kicked out of that, okay? And then you have the machane yisrael, and if you're a mitzora which is the highest level of Tumah, right? Watch out for that, Lajan Hara, because then you're going to get kicked out of the entire Yishuv, right? Okay. So I had spoken at the, at the end of yesterday about Pesach Sheni, that there was this idea that the Mitzvahs can't be, uh, can't participate, the Zavim Mitzvahim can't participate in Pesach Sheni. But what the Gemara was really saying was that the Pasuk is needed. The Gemara was asking why was the Pasuk needed to say, V'yishalchum in Amachanai kol Tzaruah v'chol Zav v'chol Nefesh, and so Kalman pointed out, no, the Pasuk is teaching you, this is what the Gemara is explicitly saying, it's just, I got uh, confused, it wasn't so uh, straightforward. It's, the Pasuk is teaching you that even Zavim Mitzorayim, right, if they show up to the Pesach Rishon out of this, right, everyone is participating in this Korban Pesach, it's a big deal. Where, where do we learn that it was like um, millions of people? We're participating in this in this carbon in this carbon pesach. It was an incredible happening. So if you're a zav or a mitzora, you really want to participate. You show up. You're not allowed to, right? You're you're tamei zav tamei mitzora, and yet you show up to participate. The pasuk is teaching you you don't get kares, even though normally to come with this kind of tuma into the base of mikdash you would get kares for the pesach rishon. If the zav and mitzora show up. It's a lot, right? It's usher for them to do it, but they don't get kares. Okay. So thank you, Kalman, for pointing that out. And that's what the Gemara was saying. So now we're 10 lines up from the bottom of Samach Zayin Amid Beis. And we're going to go and explain what v'chol zav means. Amar mar. Okay. See what it says, Amar mar. Um, we'll see that this is Rabbi Shimon. Zav v'chol zav. Why is the pasuk where it says zav? Why does it have to say v'chol zav? What is it trying to include? Larabos balkari. So as we said yesterday, right, that the tumas mace is analogous to tumas sheretz, and the tumas zav is analogous to a tumas balkari. Okay. So the first, so this is what we're going to first discuss: the tumah of the balkari relative to tumas mace and tumas zav. So, so Shimon holds that zav and balkari have the same level of tumah. So the Gemara says, Messiah Rabbi Yochanan. This is where we finished off yesterday. That, that idea that the Tumas Zav is the same as the Tumas Keri is like the statement of Rabbi Yochanan. The Amar Yochanan, that Rabbi Yochanan said two statements. As Rashi points out, the two statements are not relevant to each other. 
the two separate statements. First statement was mechilos kachu that the tunnels underneath the right the base of mikdash weren't mikdash. Okay, that's statement number one, not relevant to our topic. Statement number two, very relevant. Uvalkeri mishdalech chutz machanos. There it is. That the valkeri right has is expelled two machanos away from the center, which is the same halacha as azav. Right, azav it goes out of the machane shechina and then the machane levia, as as it were. Or in the days of the base of mikdash, right, the heichal, right, and okay. So then, so 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 then, that's that's an indication of what Rabbi Shimon was saying, right? That the, the fact is that Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Shimon seem to be consistent, that the Balkari has the same status of Tumah as the Zav. However, Mesve, we have the following Mishnah in Zavim, which says, Balkari Kimaga Sheretz. There it looks like the Balkari has the same status as what? Uh, somebody who has Tumas Sheretz, which we know is like Tumas Mace, which means he's only expelled one Machana, right? So when it says, however, the Mishnah is, and it's not really, it's it's not really saying what the reference is, right? The Mishnah is a little bit ambiguous. You have a Mishnah of him. All it says is the Balkari is like a Maga Sheretz. So says the Gemara, my lav lemachanosam is it not referring to how many machanos it's expelled? Well, if that's the case, then that Mishnah is keneged Rabbi Yochanan, right? Because that Mishnah makes it sound like you only go out one machane, not two. Right? Because, because uh, again, a Tumas Mace goes out one machane. A Zav goes out too. Rabbi Yochanan saying that it's like a Zav. The Mishnah seems to imply like it's a, that it's a Tmei Sheretz, which is like a Tmei Mace. So the Gemara says, Lo, Latumasam. Which is to say, that when the Mishnah says that the Balkari is like the Maga Sheretz, it's not really saying that it goes out like only one machane. It could still go out two machanes. However, there is aspects of the Balkari that are similar to the, the Sheretz. What, how so? Well, just like when you're a tummy sheretz, you don't have to wait seven days, right? So, so too, like a zav, right? So too, right, the, um, the balkari, even though he's like a zav in the sense that he has to go out to machanes, in parenthesis, you know, we'll say that in parentheses, he is more like, he's not like a zav in the sense that he has to wait seven days of tumma. In that sense, in the sense of tumma, right, he's more like a tumma sheretz that he only has to wait one day. Okay, so the Gemara, however, says, so is that really so, that the Tumas Keri is like the Tumas Sheretz with regards to one day, the Tumas, are you going to say? Says the Gemara, Hai Tumas Erev Ksiv Hai Tumas Erev Ksiv You need a Mishnah in Zavim to teach you that both the Sheretz and the Balkari only have one day? After all, we have an explicit Psukim. It says Erev, explicit Psukim for both of them in the Torah. You don't need a Mishnah to teach you that. So therefore, the Mishnah must be talking about Machanosam, as the Gemara says, El Alav Lamachanosam. Has to be that the Mishnah is talking to Machanosam. Well, if it's talking to Machanosam, then there's a contradiction between Rabbi Yochanan and the Mishnah and Zavim. So how do you reconcile that? So the Gemara answers, La, La, Olam, La, Tumasam. Really, it is talking about the Tuma that they both have only one day. And here's what it's teaching you. It's teaching you a different aspect of the comparison of Tuma between the Balkari and the Sheretz as follows. The Balkari, Kimaga, Sheretz, they are similar in the following way. Ma maga sheretz metame be'oynes, af balkeri metame be'oynes. That just like a sheretz is metame, what would be a case of onus by sheretz? That, let's say, a dead sheretz falls on you. Right? Last line in Rashi explains, im nafal alav sheretz meis. 
right? A dead shirt falls on you. So then you are metame, even though you didn't do it intentionally, all of a sudden it just, you see it. Boom, you're Tame Sheretz for that day. Af Balkari Matamba Oynas. for a Balkari would be a situation where, says Rashi, interestingly, that he sees it, but he didn't do anything, uh, and, and there's no reason for him to expect it other than he rove Ma'achal Umishta. The last words of Rashi on Samach Zayin of He ate and drank too much, and that somehow, um, led to becoming a Balkari. That would be considered Onus, but still, it doesn't matter. How you became a Balkari, you would have that Tuma just like you would by Sharetz, and that's the limit of the Mishnah, and that's the comparison of the Mishnah over there in Zavim. Okay. Mesve, but the Gemara asks as we turn to Samachasamid Aleph, Boil Nida Kitme Mes. Okay, so we say, right, the Brysa says that if you had a Boil Nida, his status is like a Tme Nes, a Tme Mes, Lamai. What is that part of the Mishnah talking about? So wait a minute. Right, this is the same Mishnah. I said Brisa. I meant Mishnah. The point is, it's the same Mishnah in Zavim. And the, that Mishnah has a Hemshech. So the first part of the Mishnah is saying that a Sheretz is like a Balkari. So when it comes to the Sheretz and Balkari, we said that he was talking about the comparison being Betumasam. Right, that they both can be Matam and But now we're going to say, wait a minute. So the Mishnah is doing analogies of different types of Tumah. So, so, Litu Masam is a Sheretz and a Balkari. Now we're talking about a Bol Nida is like a Tmein Mace. Now this is going to be a problem with Machanosam also, right? Because the Tmein Mace we know only is expelled one Machane. And the Nida is like a Zava. She's expelled two Machanes. So this is also going to be interesting. So let's see how this, how we work this out. So we say, Lemai. What is the bowl nida and the tmei mace? What is this comparison? Again, it's enigmatic. We don't know exactly what it means. It's vague. So we say, masam. If you're going to say that the Mishnah is talking about that the tumas boil nida is like a tumma of mace, um, that cannot be correct because, again, the boil nida and the tmei mace, you're going to say, you're going to say that what? That they have the same degree of tumma and that they're both tamay seven days? So just like we said before, that it's obvious that both a Balkari and a Tumas Sheretz is only Tomei for one day because it's both explicitly in the Pasuk. We have sort of the same thing, but in the more extreme sense with regards to Boil Nida and Tomei Mace. Why? Because both of them have a Pasuk that teaches you explicitly that you're Tomei for seven days, as the Gemara says. Hi Tumas Shivak Hi Tumas Shivak Right, both by Boal Nida and by Tamei Mace, you have explicit psukim saying that you have seven days of Tumah. So it can't be teaching you that they are compared in the regards to how many days of Tumah they have. El Allah Lamacha Nosam. Has to be teaching you that a Boal Nida is going to be like a Tamei Mace. Well, Tamei Mace we know is expelled from only one Machane. So you're going to say the Boal Nida, that's what the mission of us say in, 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 um, in the Zav is, uh, is saying. And then, therefore, now we have the following question. We had a similar question a couple of days ago. Well, we just resolved, right, to say that with respect to the Sharetz and the Balkari, it was talking about the Tumah. It couldn't be talking about the Machanosam, and we got out of it by saying that it's talking about aspects of Tumah when it's, besho- when it's Beshogeg. But here, Baonis, Baonis as it called it. But here... Right, so that was the first part of the Mishnah. That was with respect to Tumah. So we were going to say what? That it doesn't make sense that the Hemshech of the Mishnah that compares Bolnida to Tmei Meis is talking about Tumah. So you're going to say what? That the first part of the Mishnah is talking about the comparison of Tumah of Sheretz, right, and 
uh, and Tamei Mace, and now the comparison over here of Bo Nida, of, of Sheretz and Balkeri, rather, that was talking about Tumah, and now the Hemshech of the Mishnah is talking about Bo Nida and Tamei Mace, is talking about the Machanes? Could it be that the two different Mishnahis, the comparisons in the two analogies are talking with respect to comparisons in different aspects of Tumah? One with respect to how many days it's Tameh, and then the second one with respect to how many Machanes you're expelled? Says the Gemara, yeah. In other words, me the Ire, how could the Isa, how could the Isa? He says, what, the, are you going to try to say that the second part of the Mishnah and the first part have to be consistent with respect to the topic? No, not necessarily. That's not a proof. You, in other words, you can't say that just because we proved that the, that the Tumas Sheretz and the Tumas Balkari is talking about, uh, with respect to their Tumah, that doesn't necessarily mean that the second half of the Mishnah is also talking about respect to their Tumah. One could be talking about with respect to Tumah, Hakkad Isa, and the other one could be talking about with respect to the Machanas. Okay? So now, so far we're good. If we say that the first is talking with respect to Tumah and the second one is with respect to Machanas, it could be good. Um, and only that you have to say that a Baal Nida is going to be a Chiddush, that a Baal Nida can actually go, uh, is only expelled one Machana out. However, says the Gemara, Mesle, we do have a Brisa, that says that seems to imply otherwise because says the Bryson Mitzara Chamar Mizav that a Mitzara, as we know, is more intense than a Zav in terms of Tumah. The Zav Chamar Tmei Mace and Zav is more intense than Tmei Mace. This we already know. Those are the three degrees that we've been talking about, like the classic three. Okay, says the Bryson something enigmatic here. Yotza Bal Keri Shitmei Mace Chamar Mimenu. This comes to exclude a Bal Keri. Because a tummy mace is more chamer than a balkari. What does it mean? So says the Gemara, my yatza. What does it mean? It's, what's the exclusion here of the balkari? Now we, we thought that the balkari was like the tummy, uh, it was like the zav. We thought that the balkari was like the zav. Remember, we had, we had an issue. We said, the balkari is like the zav, which is expelled two machanas. So therefore, when the Mishnah and Zavim compared the balkari, Right, to the, the, sharet, the, the person who's tummy from Sharetz, which is analogous to Tmei Mace, we said that it can't be with respect to Machanas, it has to be with respect to Tumah. So what does it mean over here when it says that the Balkari is more Chamor, that the, the, the Balkari is less Chamor than Tmei Mace? So we say, Lav Yatsamiklal Zav, Uvalichlal Tmei Mace, the Tmei Mace Chamor Mimenu? Right, so the, the straightforward understanding of that Bryce is as follows. Again, the Bryce is just saying that a Matzorah is more Chamer than a Zav, which is more Chamer than Tzmei Mace. That's straightforward enough. That's what we always understand. And then it says the Baal carries an exception. So the Gemara is saying the more, the most uh, typical way to understand that exception is that the Baal Kari, even though he's like sort of like a subset of Zav, which normally would be more Chamer than a Tzmei Mace, the Baal Kari is an exception. It's an emission like a Zav, but it is less chamer than a tmei mace. Whereas a zav is more chamer than a tmei mace, the balkari is an exception. It's an emission that has a different kind of halacha where it's less chamer than a tmei mace. That's what you would assume the b'risa means. Okay? And therefore, if it's less chamer, then he'd be able to go into the machane levia. Okay? And so, and so that would teach you that this pasuk, again, as we were, uh, we were darshaning before, from v'chol zav, Right, it was teach. It, it's it's basically saying, like that pasuk we initially said the zav. It was saying that it means that it's usher for the balkari to go out for the machana levia. 
But if you're going to learn, and that becomes the issue, that's why it's a mesve. The problem with the brysa is in the simple understanding, it's the one that we just explained now, that the balkeri is unique in that it is a kula, right? It is a kula. This makes it, the brysa makes it sound like the balkeri should be allowed to enter the machane levia. That's the mesve here, okay? So again, the mesve is, you have an enigmatic brysa that implies that a balkeri is more kal than a zav, and can enter the Machane Levia, right, um, just as a Tmei Mace would be able to. And that seems to contradict our explanation before of the Pasuk V'chol Zav, right, which seems to imply that the Balkari is in fact also included and equated with a Zav in the sense that he cannot enter the Machane Levia. So can he or can he not? Which is right, the Brisa or what we explained with regards to the Pasuk of Echol Zav. So the Gemara is going to say no. The Brisa was enigmatic and you misunderstood it. You thought it meant that Balkari was more Kal than a Zav. That's not what it means. As follows. Says the Gemara. Lo yatsami machanet me meis. No. It is in fact telling you that the Balkari cannot enter the machane the same way that it's me meis. V'nichnas machane Zav. Right? Aha! That the Brysa is really trying to say the opposite. What the Brysa is trying to say that even though the Tmei Mace is Chomer Mimenu, meaning even though that in principle the Tmei Mace is a more Chomer Tumma than the Tumma of the Balkari, because after all, don't forget, the Tmei Mace has to wait seven days of Tumma. And the Balkari only waits one day, right? And still, the Tmei Mace is Mutubi Machane Levia, right? Despite the fact that the Tmei Mace is more Chamer than, than the Balkari, it is still Mutter for the Tmei Mace to enter the Machane Levia. Still in all, Lemai de Domele Medaminenle, which means to say that the Zav and the Balkari are going to have the same halacha with respect to Machanos. So the Bryce is actually teaching you the exact, exactly the opposite, that, that, even though the Baal Keri, right? The Hava Amina was, what we initially thought was that the Baal Keri, by the Bryce pointing out that the Baal Keri is more Kal than the Tamei Mace, we thought that it meant that he can, right, that he can exit, enter the Machana Levia. No, but what it was really saying was that despite the fact that the Baal Keri is more Kal than the Tamei Mace because it has less Tumah, as evidenced by having less days of Tumah, it still follows the same Malacha as the more Chamer Zav, which is to say that the Balkari cannot enter the Machane Levia. Okay, that is what that Brysa meant. And therefore, the Brysa ends up being consistent with our Drasha of Echol Zav. And all is well. The world is back on its axis. And we understand that the Balkari and the Zav both cannot enter the Machane Levia. And it's May Mace and it's May Sheretz. They can. And we are organized. Okay. So now... Tani Bar Avdimi. Okay, the following Bryce was learned in front of Rav Yitzchak Bar Avdimi. And it was as follows. So we have a Pasuk. This Pasuk is still within the context of the Balkari. So when it comes to the Balkari, it says, it's an interesting Pasuk. The Pasuk is, uh, it says, it says, Right? Viyatza el michutz la machane, lo yavo el tocha machane. So now the Gemara is going to kick this around a little bit. He says he should leave the machane, he shouldn't enter the machane. 
Okay, so it sounds like it's just being em- emphatic. Like, leave the machne, don't go into the machne. But Yitzchak Barabdimi is going to get literal here for a minute. So he says, let's break it down. Let's break down this pasuk like a fraction. Okay, so let's assume that the individual is sitting in the machne shechina and he's a bal carry. So v'yatsa mechutz machne, you left the machne shechina. Fine. Lo yavel tocha machne zu machne levia. Why is it then emphasize and say again? Don't enter the machne. It means to say that the bal carry shouldn't enter the machne levia. So we just said before that this is a an alternative sort of um, source for the same halacha we said before that the bal carry is expelled out of two machnes. It says first v'yatsa chutz machne and then it says lo yavel tocha machne machne one machne two. The Balakari is expelled from two machanas. Fine. Says the Gemar, uh, as, as, um, right, as the Brysa says that Rabbi Yitzchak Baradimi heard, it says, Mikan, the Balakari, Shiyetsa Chutz Lishte Machanos. This is a source that the Balakari has to be expelled two machanas, uh, out. But Rabbi Yitzchak Baradimi took these psukim very literally and he objected to that interpretation of the Brysa as follows. Amar Lay, says Rabbi Yitzchak Baradimi as follows. Akati lo ayate apikte. He says, what do you mean? He says, you still didn't get into the Machane Levia, and already you're going to say, and, and, you, and you've taken him out? In other words, he says, it doesn't make any sense. It says, that you should leave the what? The way we interpreted it before is you leave the Machane Levia, and then, I'm sorry, you leave the Machane Shechina, and you end up with the Machane Levia. And then when it says you shouldn't enter the Machane, it's talking about the, you shouldn't enter the Machane Levia, but if you left the Machane Shechina, then you're in the Machane Levia already. So Yitzchak Barabdimi is taking it very literally. He says, you left the Machane Shechina, and then how could it be telling you not to enter the Machane Levia? You already entered the Machane Levia. That can't be the interpretation of the, of the Pasuk. The Pasuk just reads, when you read it straight, you have to like build a narrative, and the narrative doesn't make any sense. You're leaving the Machane Shechina, you shouldn't enter the Machane Levia, but that's where you already are. Oh, that's what it, okay, so... The answer is, right, and that's what he means. He says, you haven't taken him out of the Machana Leviyah. You're already saying, we can't bring him in. You're in it. So to that, Rabbi Yitzchak says as follows. Rabbi Yitzchak Barbadim, he says, Ela this is what it means. Okay, so when it says you're leaving, you're not, your starting point is not the Machana Shechina, but rather Machana Leviyah. You're in the Machana Leviyah. And don't forget, we're talking now about a Balkari, which we said, has the same halachas as a zav, and therefore has to be go out not only the machane shechina but also the machane levia. So he says, "Mechutz lemachane" means you leave the machane levia, and then lo yavel tocha machane zu machane shechina. Wait a minute, and then it says when you shouldn't enter the machane, then it's referring to the fact that you shouldn't go back into the machane shechina. But to that, you might have asked, <laughs> "Wait a minute, he's in the machane levia, and we're kicking him out." So Kalvachomer, why do you need a Pasuk to teach you that you can't, that you can't go to the Machane Shechina? Okay. So if you look at the explanations over here, and, and, and possible, there's possible readings in the Gemara, but the, uh, the simplest one is, you're getting kicked out of the Machane Leviyah. Okay. So you're like, okay, and you start walking the wrong way, right? Towards the Machane Shechina. It's like, no, 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 buddy, wrong way. You gotta go the other way. <laughs> okay. That's literally, how Rav Yitzchak Barabdimi understood the Pasuk. I was being promoted and I was really yeah, exactly. Oh, I have to leave the Machan and Leviyah? No problem. Like, like walk straight for the Kodesh HaKadashim, you know what I mean? Okay, no, 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 no. Other way, buddy. Okay. So now, the Matkifla Ravina. Ravina says, it says, Let's say that both cases we're talking Machan and Shechina, 
Right? In other words, why is this Bryce saying that you are, in fact, you're expelled from one machane, and then why is it building this narrative as if we're walking the guy through the different machanas? Why don't you just understand, Ravina says, why don't you just understand the Psukim simply? It says, Right? It's the same machana. It's talking about machana shechina. It's telling you to get out of the machana shechina. And it's telling you that if you don't, you have a lav and an asay. Right? You get both the lav of, right? You, you don't do the asay of a yetzay. That's the asay. And lo, and you get the violation of lo yavo. But they're both referring to the machana shechina. And it's just saying you get both and, and isn't that the simplest way to understand this pasuk? Why are you building some sort of narrative where it's walking a guy through the machanos? So Gemara says, no. This is already Birnbaum. I had to, I had to walk, like revive him. He didn't. It's not so muchrach in the pasuk. But listen to this exposition here. And then stop. If that was the case, it was trying to teach you, says the Gemara, that it was talking about an assay and a los assay within the Pasuk, it wouldn't have said the word machane twice. Right? Because again, the Pasuk says, machane. So Birnbaum's like, do you ever hear a Pasuk fall off a cliff with a full stop like that? Machane lo el toch? What does that mean? But, right, this is how you learn drushas. That it says machane twice, so let's just read it inside. The Gemara says imkain leimakrov yatzim mechutzim machane v'loyav el toch hamachane lamali. So why does it say a machane twice? Shemami no liten lo machane acheret. Right. In other words, since it says machane twice, it means two machanas, and that's what the uh, pasuk is trying to allude to the fact. It's alluding to the fact that we are talking about the different gradations of machanos, not. The having an assay and a lav, as Ravina suggested, within one machine. Okay. Find that a for those drushes. Two dots, middle of the page. Kravov. Okay, so back to the Mishnah. So if you'll recall, the Mishnah at the beginning of our, of our parak discussed the different things that you could do on Shabbos. So among the list of things that you can do on Shabbos that are doiches Shabbos within the Karim Pesach was this very disgusting um, task of cleaning out the intestines of the animal. Why would you have to do that? So Rashi said already on the Mishnah, this is not covered Shabbos, right? This thing is going to be discussed, stink all Shabbos long when you're bringing the Karm Pesach like this year and Er Pesach Shechaliot B'Shabbos, B'Zat Hashem. So now we're just going to bring some drushas into what this means and that's going to lead us into some Agadita. You ready, Andrew? Okay, so it says like this. My Michu Krava, what do you mean that you are, what's michui? What does michui mean? What are you doing exactly to the, in, the kravav we know, kravav's intestines. So what are you doing to the intestines? So Ravuna Amar, sheminakvan besakin. You perforate the intestines with a knife, and then all the disgusting liquefied waste flows out. Yuck. Okay, that's Ravuna. Avchia Abarav says something even more disgusting, if you can imagine. Shirka demiaya denafka agavduka desakina. That what? You remove, now you're not just piercing it and letting the liquid, um, the liquid waste fall out, you're actually like basically scraping off the putrid slime, as the article says, in the intestine, and you have to scrape it off the sides of the intestines. Right? Duchka de Sakina, we, we borrow that phrase sometimes in your day, right? The pressing down of a knife. Um, so, but, but here it literally means you're scraping off the, the gross slime off the intestines. You're not just uh, relieving it. Okay. 
So, Amar Belazar, my time at the Chir Barav. So, Chir Barav thought you're scraping it off. Where did he get all this Lashon? What is, how, how do they know what this Mechia, what, what, what this means? Michui. So it says, well, the Pasuk has a word that sounds like Michui. It says, Dechsev, Vecharvos Mechim Garim Yochelu. Okay, now you're getting into the prophecies of Isaiah, right? All the Musr that we get. So what, what, what does that Musr mean? In that context, it means the ruined homes of the Mechim. Right, the, the churva, we know what it means. The ruined homes, garim yechelu. So garim is people who live there, right? So people who live there are going to eat. So people who live there are going to eat. It's a prophecy that the churvas of the people who are mechim, we'll see what mechim means, those people who live there are going to eat. So what does that pasuk mean? My mashma. What is this pasuk saying? Rabbi Yosef translated as follows. It's a prophecy when it says Mechem, it means Rashaim. Aha. So it says, basically, if you're a Russia and you're reveling in your uh, material wealth, right, just know that eventually the Tzadikim are going to be eating um, all of your Nechassim, all of your stuff. But you see, Rishaya is disgusting people, and therefore Mechem is, Chavos Mechem means disgusting, and therefore, when it's talking about, right, in the, in the Mishnah of Michoy Kravov, it means scraping out all the disgustingness. Okay. Now that the Pasuk already brought up that, that now that the Gemara already brought up that Pasuk, it's going to bring the beginning of the Pasuk also. It says, Viro Kvasim Kedavram. Right? That the sheep, right, will be grazed. And uh, Kedavram. What does Kedavram mean? So, Amar Abinashi Bar Yirmi Amarav Kimdubar Bam. Kimdubar Bam means like, just like the Prophet said. Uh, just like the Prophet said, that the Klal are going to prosper. That's what it means, Varok Vasim. Klal is likened to the sheep. They're going to prosper and they're going to graze, just like the Nevi'im uh, said. So ultimately, basically, if you want to just get the Musr out of it, the Geronowitz Musr moment, which we'll bring back, uh, hopefully, Bukharov. So you're talking about, ultimately, if you think that you're, that being a Russia is going to help you, it's not. Ultimately, the Tzadikim will be the ones grazing, etc. Okay. So the Gemara asks, my... Kim Dubar Bam. What does it mean? Where is it that the prophets, right, gave this prophecy? So my answer is, that, that is what it means with the Hemshech of the Pasuk. When it says, that's what the prophets said. They said, that we're, the Nevi'im said that we're going to what? All of the churvas of the wicked, the righteous are going to benefit from. Okay, Rava doesn't like this. Amalei Rava, um, are you shocked that Baye gave the Pshat and Rava was there? The Chavrusa says, maybe it means like this. Bishlem eksiv charvos kada amras. Okay. If charvos, which we say charvos, right? So hashto dechsiv vech, then I can understand. It means what you said. But hashto dechsiv vecharvos has a vav, melsa chrimi kamar. In other words, right? The Pasuk says, vero kvasim kedavram. So this is basically Rava saying, if the Pasuk says, vero kvasim kedavram, charvos mechim garm yechelu, then it would mean, that it means the same thing. But for some reason, the Vav, according to Rava, indicates that it's two separate kinds of prophecies not related to each other. Okay, really? That's fascinating. Okay. Um, Rashi here, you might have noticed, is spills over into Tosfos, uh, uh real estate. Right? We have Rashi on both sides. So Rashi on the Tosfos side is here. It says, 
all of the nechassim of the Rishayim in the future, but like we just explained in Rashi, the the Rashi is like Rav Amarav. What do you say? It's not saying that it's going to eat all of the wealth of the Rishayim, but rather they're going to be mechayim mesim. Why? Because it says in one part of the pasuk that the sheep are going to graze. Now he's getting creative here. He's putting this idea of a row, of a yiru, together. It's a gzera shava. What is the other pasuk talking about? In Micha, the pasuk says that, the, that they're going to graze in Bashan and Gilad, just like in the olden days. What's Bashan and what's Gilad? Says the Gemara, according to Rava, Bashan ze Elisha, Abamina Bashan, right? Elisha came from Bashan. How do we know that Elisha came from Bashan? Shanerma, because the pasuk says, Vayanai Veshafat Bashan. Right, the Yanai and Shafat were in Bashan. So Elisha was Elisha ben Shafat, and Shafat was in Bashan. So Elisha grew up in Bashan. Okay, so we know that Elisha grew up in Bashan, and Bashan is a reference to Elisha. And Gilad ze Eliyahu, because we say Eliyahu Tishbi, Eliyahu Giladi, right? Eliyahu Navi, Eliyahu Tishbi, Eliyahu Giladi. So obviously, when it's referring to Gilad, it's referring to Eliyahu Navi. So that's how we know that from was Toshavei Gil'ad. So what does all of this amount to? Well, Elisha and Eliyahu Navi had uh, one thing in common that was very remarkable and that they were both uh, they were able to do Mechaia Mason. Uh-huh. So again, just to follow the thread of Rava here, of the Drasha, that when it says Yiru Vashan Vigilad, it's referring to Tchias Mason. And therefore, in the Pasuk, it says, kvasim kedavram, it means that the tzaddikim will have the power to be mechaye mesim, just as Elisha and Leo did. Okay. So now we have another source, other than Rava, to teach you the same thing. Amar Nachmeni, there he is. Amar Asidim Tzadikim Mesim. Ah. We have another source for this idea that tzaddikim are going to be mechaye mesim, Shinemar, because the Pasuk says, famously in Zechariah, what? Yeah, so Burmah asked the same question. He said, what do you mean tzaddikim? Uh, isn't Hashem being Mechayim Mason? So, first of all, it's funny. Um, you could, might be able to imagine the Dafyomi masters of Zohar to hear both Ari Leibowitz and Shalom Rosner on these issues. And then going off with um, trying to, you know, trying to discuss these in Yanim in a logical fashion is a very difficult thing. And I'm reminded of a time where um, I was at a tish, very, very Hasidish a tish, and people were asking all kinds, of, you know, the Hasidic, the Rebbe was there and he was accessible to ask all kinds of questions. And so people, and he was a big Baal Machshava, and so people are, wanted to know about the Yimosa Mashiach and they wanted to know who's going to be Mechaim Esim, the Tzadikim, or Kaddish Baruch so he amazingly, unexpectedly, quoted the Rambam, which you don't normally see a Hasidic Rebbe do at a tish. And he said, listen, the Rambam says, uh, I think it's in, in his introduction to Chelek in Sanhedrin, he says, 
don't really, uh, you can't ask a kasha from Misa, so to speak. You can't delve into it. The only thing that's worthwhile thinking about is if it brings you either to Yira or to Ahava of Hashem, right? So these are, these are things that are very hard to uh, understand, although on the simple logical level, just to ask you your question, Barry, it would seem that what? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu certainly is Mechayi all the Mesim, but he also gives the Tzadikim uh, some power to be Mechayi Mesim. So now, I don't think it means that the Tzadikim are going to be right, entrusted with the task of being Mechayi all the Mesim, necessarily. Um, and I, you know, but I don't know what it means. Maybe it means that Sadiqim will have the power to mechayi some mesim, or maybe it means like allegorically that Sadiqim will be, um, I don't know, will have that power, but they won't have to do it. They, they won't have the, any assignment of specific mesim that they have to be mechayi. This is a, it's a good question. Right? Uh, in the schus of the tzaddikim, Akash Baruch Hu will be Mechaya the Mesim, Kalman wants to suggest. Right? So we don't really know how this manifests, but God willing, we'll be, uh, we'll see with our own eyes, then we'll know. Uh, in the meantime, just the, what does bring us to Avanira? Coming together at 5.30 in the morning and learning, uh, and learning about it. Uh, as best we can, trying to get shot. What? Yeah, yeah, by the way. And Kalman wants to add that, by the way, anybody who's listening to this in 2075, Kalman froze this morning on his way here. Then my car, my car dings and tells me, what are you doing? Okay. So, Asim Tzadik Sheikhayu Mesim Shenamar Oid Yeshvus Kenim Vizkenis Berchovus Yishalayim Bishvishanto Biyado Merov Yamim. This is a, this is a Pasuk that was turned into a song. Of course it was turned into a song. It's a beautiful Pasuk. It's Zacharia. Right? Very, very encouraging. That there will come a day that young, that old men and women will sit in the streets of Yerushalayim, Be'ezus Hashem Bekarov, everyone, what? Ishmi Shantobi Ado, Mirov Yomim. They're going to be so old, and the ripe old age, they're just never, right? There's going to be no Misa, it sounds like. They're going to be so old, and they're all going to be in the streets of Yerushalayim, filled with great sages of great ages. Wow. And not only that, Uksiv is Samta Mishanti Alpnehanar. Well, the, fir- the same phrase, Mishanto, Mishanti, was actually related to Elisha when he revived the boy, right? Brought him back to life, as you might recall. Aha. Uh-huh. So based on that, we see a reference to the fact that the uh, tzaddikim will, in fact, be reviving the uh, dead. Okay, now, since we talked about Atchias Mason, on the third wide line, Ula says as follows. Ula Ramiksiv Bila Amavis Lenetzach, right? We, we see this. Uh, we say this at Leviyas, right? Hashem right? So he says there won't be any death in the days to come. However, uksiv kianar ben yamus. It says the people are going to die when they're a hundred. So is the malchamavus going to retire or not? Which is it? We have conflicting psukim. So the ula answers lokasha can't be sral can't be the kachavim. That by the of the avodazara, the malchamavus is still going to be. They're going to keep the malchamavus in business. But but the Jews already the Israelim no says the Gemara. What are the Avodah doing in the Muslim Sheikh altogether? Like aren't they just going to peter out? Like it's going to be a dying industry, literally, for the Malachim Avos. So the Gemara answers no. Somebody has to do the work. So that's what the pasuk says. The the uh, right the idol worshippers. The strangers are going to tend to your flock, right? Be the plowmen and the and, and vineyards. Oh, you know, somebody's going to have to go to work. So it's not going to be the um, 
It's not going to be the Jews who are going to live forever. It's going to be the Avdei Kachavim who are going to right, reproduce and they're going to work the land, etc. Okay, so that is Ula's drasha. Now, Rav Chista Rami, Rav Chista has two, the two following psukim that he's going to try to reconcile. Ksiv v'chafar halvano v'shachama. Sounds like that there will be no longer any moon or sun. Right? They're going to be ashamed, which means that they're not going to shine anymore. However, there's a contradicting pasuk, v'chsiv, Right? There's a contrasting pasuk in Yeshaya that says, and both, they're both in the same Navi, that one implies that the sun and the moon are going to extinguish, and the other implies that they're going to be like multiples of times, 49 times brighter, right, um, than they ever were. So are they going to be brighter or are they, are they going to extinguish? So, low kasha. Rav Chista says no. Kan olam abba, kan Mashiach. So here Rashi explains which is which. Olam abba, the, you're not going to need, says Rashi, the sun and the moon because the ziv zohar mar shechina, right? You're going to be basking in the glow of the ziv shechina. However, limosa Mashiach, you're going to have the orha lavana korachama, the moon is going to be 10 times, 49 times brighter in limosa Mashiach. So we have two different stages. We have olam abba and you have limosa Mashiach. Ask the Gemara, Uli Shmuel, the Amar Ein Bein Olam Azel, Emos Hamashiach, Ela Shibud Malchias Bilvad, Ma'ikla Meimar. In other words, right? How are you going to say uh, that that you, the sun is going to be way brighter in Emos Hamashiach? I thought Emos Hamashiach, you're going to have everything the same, except for you're going to have peace. So it says Idi Vidi or Shibus Malchias, right? Not just peace, but everyone's going to recognize Israel and all that. So the Gemara answers, No, they're both talking about Olam Abba. So what does it mean that it's going to be bright or that it's going to be extinguished? Lokasha. Kan b'machanet shechina, kan b'machanet tzadikim. Aha. So that's an interesting question. What's machanet shechina and machanet tzadikim? That's very hard to understand. Artskol quotes the Afika Yam, what it basically means. But basically, there's going to be a section, I guess you could say, and it's kind of relevant to us. So we're talking about Machan Shechina, Machan Elavia. There's going to be sort of like a section when it's going to be the Ziva Shechina, and there's going to be a section when it's going to be the bright, shining light of the Tzadikim. Okay, that was, right, so we had Rav Chista, and we had Ula. Let's see Rava. Rava Rami. Rava had the following Tipsukim. Ksiv, Ani Amis Vachaye. I'm going to put to death, and I'm going to make live. Uksiv, Machatsti Vanir Peh. That it says, I wounded and I will heal. So this, this goes back to Barry's question. Hashem is saying, I'm going to be the one that's going to be Mechayim Esim. But what's interesting here is he says, I'm going to kill and I'm going to make alive. And then it says, I'm going to wound and I'm going to heal. So the question is, here's the, here's the contradiction, so to speak. The contradiction is, obviously, if I can put people to death and bring them back to life, Obviously, I can also heal them from their wounds. So it's like a kalvachomer. Why do I need to state that I can heal them from their wounds once I know that I can actually raise them from the dead? So Rav is explaining. This is what a Kadosh Baruch Hu is trying to relate to us. He says, That I can actually bring you to life and put you to death just like I can make you sick and heal you. Aha. Basically, what he's saying is like this. Um, as follows. The Bible says, It could mean that what he said was, well, I take souls and I, and I bring them into this world, that I bring them to life, and then at the end of their life, I put them to death. 
So Talmud Loimar that not only am I bringing souls into the world and bringing them to life and then putting them to death at the end of their life, I also can, if I want, I can put them to death and then bring them back to life just in the same way, right? The same soul I can put to death and then resuscitate it back to life just in the same way that I can make someone sick and then heal them. Says the Gemara, right? Just like when somebody is sick and then gets healed, it's within that same person. That also, I can also do the same thing by putting, by putting someone to death and then bringing them back to life. And says the Gemara over here, Mikan tshuva la'imrim ain't tchiyas amesim in a Torah. And anyone who says that tchiyas amesim is not in the Torah, here it is. Ani amis v'achayeh, machatzi v'anir pa, is the source of tchiyas amesim in the Torah. That's what it means. Tchiyas amesim. Okay, davar acher. Another thing is, he's saying like this, betchila mashani meimis ani mechayeh, v'hadar mashem machatzi v'anir apeh. He says, in the beginning, what I put to death, I'm going to make live. And then only then, what the, I wounded, I'm going to make heal. In other words, first is going to be Tchias Amesim, right? First I'm going to revive every, every, everyone. And then once they're revived, right, they're still going to, let's say, have whatever uh, sick illness they died from. So I'm going to first revive them and then I'm going to heal them. Okay, that's, that's good to know. So now we turn to some Chesam at base at the, you know, hopeless time of 621 a.m. And, and, we, and we have the two dots the hektar chalavav, right? We said that we also burned the fats on the on the Pesach, so so that was also doche Shabbos. The Gemara says Tanya, Amar Shimon, Borek, Kama Chaviva Mitzvah B'Shaisa. What a beautiful musr! Look how important. Oh, this is a beautiful, actually encouraging all the people that are now showing up for davening on time. So look how beautiful it is to show up on time. Why? Sherei hektar chalavim veivarim v'tarim k'sheim kolalayla. Really, the hektar chalavim veivarim. It's not it's not essential to the carbon. And really, you could do it all night. So you could have done it Motzei Shabbos. And still, But we don't wait till Motzei Shabbos to do it. Because we have the opportunity to do it now. And even though we could be doche it, the mitzvah is now. And we take advantage of it now. And so much so, that the halacha is that it, that, right, that mitzvah bizmana, just to do it bizman early on time, is doche Shabbos. It's a beautiful musr there. Okay. Um, fine. Now, Harkavaso Vavaso. Getting back to more to two dots, these other things that we did. So there were other aspects of the Korban Pesach. There you had a machlokis between the Tanakhama and Rabbi Eliezer, whether you can, whether those aspects of carrying the Korban and bringing the Korban are in fact Docha Shabbos. So there is in fact a mission in Erevin that seems like it's not exactly, that it's not exactly, um, uh, the machlokis. Between Tanakam and Rabbi Eliezer. As it says, follows, Ruminu. We have that mission in Erevin. It says, You say that if an animal, let's say, has some sort of wart, you could cut it in the base of Mikdash, but not right outside. But if you do it with a Kli, it's Asr. It sounds like it's a function of doing it Bayad versus doing it Bekli. And not this, but once you're doing it Bayad, everyone's going to say that it's okay. And, and therefore, the Tanakam should also say that it, that, uh, that it's okay to do it on Shabbos. So why does Tam Kama disagree with Rabbi Lazar in our Mishnah? So the Gemara answers Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yosi Bar Chanina. Both Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yosi Bar Chanina were aware of this question. They both answered it as follows: Chad Amar Yad. So one of them said that no, the both our Mishnah and the Mishnah in Erevin is talking about removing the wart by hand. That one Mishnah was talking about. So the Tanakama that has the prohibition on Shabbos is talking about a moist 
wart because that has a more of a malacha to it, right? That that becomes a a, prob, a problem when it's moist. V'chad amar, right? In habi abesha, and the other one's talking about dry wart. The dry one can be removed uh, because it just crumbles, and there's no malacha associated with that. V'chad amar idi v'idi malacha, and bo- and the other one said. That no, both this mission and the other mission is talking about the moist wart. And it was a question of whether he did it be yad or whether he did it bikli. And so uh, we leave you here. Uh, we send Andrew off on vacation with a discussion of removing moist and dry warts with either his fingernail or his clay. And I uh, hope that we'll be able to use that vacation time wisely. I apologize for not getting too far into some chesam and bays. But uh, I hope we, had, we learned a lot and had a lot of fun getting into it. Maybe Zoha to reconvene virtually and then back live Bezrat Hashem on Wednesday.